Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Well, I do want to welcome you to this new series called Lost in Transition. Some of you are wondering, what is that? What are we going to be discussing for the next few weeks? Well, we're going to be talking about something that affects all of our lives, and that is seasons of change. Seasons of change. Maybe you're in a season of change and you're like, I need some help with it. I'm not doing that great with it. I need some, some coaching and some help along the way. You know, that's what pastors do is we really help people through their different life transitions and seasons that they go through. And the Bible has a lot to say. And there's a lot there to help us over the next few weeks as we talk about this area that affects all of our lives, really, this idea of how do we deal with change, how do we navigate it and do it in a good way. So I'm going to ask you, if you have your Bibles, to turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to look there in the first part of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. We're going to look at the first five verses, and we're going to look at a familiar character and not just a familiar story. We're going to look at a familiar pattern as we lay a little bit of a foundation here in the first week for this series, and we can really see something that we see happen over and over, and we can apply it to our own lives. I want to welcome those watching online, watching by video uh, as well. Um, Isn't it so awesome and so amazing to see these stories and these lives transformed, isn't that? We never want to lose sight of that. But yeah, let's, let's give God another round of applause. I find myself getting emotional. All of heaven rejoices over one. And this weekend, we've had multiple stories of God intersecting the lives of people and changing them forever. If you're going to talk about change, uh, there's no greater moment of change than when someone surrenders themselves fully to Jesus Christ. Uh, and so we really celebrate that. It's exciting. Um, I was thinking about this series and thinking about in my own life, seasons of change. You know, when you're, when you're young and growing up, you just sort of kind of take life as it goes. You, you don't feel like uh, when you're young, you're like, man, I, I don't, it seems like forever for me to get to that next season of transition. And then as you get older, they just start blowing by. Um, I remember a big transition in my life. I moved from a small town in Northeast Texas. Uh, and I'll never forget my dad with that big old brown station wagon dropping me off at uh, the holy place in Texas, Baylor University. He pulled me up there and that thing had the old cruise control set on 35. And uh, there was this just kind of dumped me out. And I went in my dorm room. I'll never forget. It was really the first time in my life I really started thinking, man, this is a big change. I'd left so much and so many familiar things, and honestly, I had a little anxiety, like, can I make it? Can I, can I graduate? My parents, I'm going to tell you, parents, just wait. In that moment, all those mistakes you made, you're not all that bad in that moment. I wanted to call my parents and say, thank you for taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, went through that transition, of course, the transition of marriage. I remember having our first child, the anxiety around that. What a transition uh, when you're like, man, I'm a parent now. I had one kid. By the way, those who have one kid, that's an accessory, okay? You don't really count as a parent. Um, uh, so till you just kind of keep going. Then I had two and three and four and somebody say, help him, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all those transitions. My, my youngest, by the way, she's six. She just graduated from kindergarten. 
It's a big old deal now. I'm one of my friends' kids graduated from kindergarten. They had cap and gown. I mean, it's dun dun. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I mean, we go through these life transitions and seasons. I was thinking about it in, in my, my own life. Um, my my six-year-old, in fact, I, I was projecting into some of the transitions I have coming. My six-year-old and I, we have a real connect, you know, this younger kid, you know, we're in our 40s at kindergarten graduation looking around, man, these people are young, you know, and we're just driving down the road the other day and she's just out of nowhere. She says, Daddy, I love you. I thought, that's powerful, man. I don't know if my other kids did that. You know, I mean, God, God bless the baby, you know. <laughs> Daddy, I love you. I said, well, Lanny Kate, I, I love you too with all my heart. I said, and I thought I was thinking about my series, right? And so I'm going to try to test some of my material on her. I said, you know, but one day you're going to leave me. Daddy, I would never leave you. Oh, yeah, you are. One day you're going to go to college, and then one day you're going to meet some hairy-legged guy, and I'm not going to like him that much. I mean, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm not really into all this, and you're going to bring him home, and then you're going to say, Dad, and you're going to want to, Laney, you're going to want to get married to this hairy-legged dude. (laughs) And then you're going to leave me. Daddy, I would never leave you. No, you are, and that's good. It's okay. I don't really like it, but I'll walk through the transition of it, and I'm going to give you away, and then you're going to go off with this guy, and you're going to leave. She said, no, Dad, I got a better idea. I'll just move him in with us. I said, that's, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work, okay? But, but I'm, I'm projecting into those life transitions and seasons. By the way, young kids have so much transition today. And uh, I, other day, everywhere I go, my friends, little kids, and I love little kids, so I'm inquisitive about their toys and things they're, they're using. So I found kids today with a lot of transition, they have something we didn't have. Come on, put the camera right up on this. Come on, parents, how many of y'all know? If you know what this is, raise your hand. If you don't have your hand raised, you're old is what you are. But did somebody made so much money off of this little thing. And there ain't even that much to it. I mean, I can operate it, you know. It's a, this fidget spinner. I mean, kids got anxiety about all the transitions of our world. But look, you know, I feel stress relief right now. I, I feel better. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're all looking for stress relief because our worlds are changing, aren't they? They're changing, and life is changing faster today than it ever has. And so we have so much transition. It's promotion Sunday here at Milestone. So that means all the young people here are moving up grades and the the preschoolers are moving up and then the ones wanting to get in 56 get to move up. And then, I mean, I have one, now I have three in Elevate, our student ministry. So my, my third, Lauren Elizabeth, she could not wait to transition to now the big youth group. I've been getting all kinds of graduation invitations, so some of you have been to graduations, transition, you got kids moving to different grades, moving to college, it's wedding season, so some of you have got weddings that you're a part of, all kinds of different transitions related to that, the stress of the wedding, the emotions of they're now leaving you, all these different types of transitions, some of you 
are in a job transition. I've met several people this weekend say, look, I got laid off. I'm in transition with my job. I didn't really draw it up this way. Maybe you're moving to a new job. Maybe you've made the choice to move into a new season. Maybe you have a big transition in what you've been doing every day somehow related to your job. Maybe you're starting a new business. Maybe you're in a season where you're deciding, man, should I retire? And so you're wondering about that. It's like, it sounds good, but I identify so much with what I've done for all of these years. So transition, change. Your kids are changing. Your job is changing. Your life is changing. I always love to talk about this, by the way, And that is that in our church, there's so many people. I have been amazed. Today we're going to have, by the way, right after this service, Discovery 101. If you're new, and I know so many of you are new because we have been in a a big transition as as a church family. And uh, if you're new, then right after this, right over here in our growth track room at the front of the commons area, um, we're going to talk about our vision and values and try to help you understand a little bit about who we are. I'd love to meet you. I'm there. I'll stay till the last person leaves. But several months ago, I started uh, asking people, if you're not from Texas, raise your hand. And so I understand, even as I was praying about this series, I started thinking, I I just had this on my heart, help people with life changes, help people with transitions. God wants to help us. And I I just started thinking, you know what, really, there's so many, because so many people are moving here. Statistically, I looked at some stats, millions of people over the last 10, 15 years have moved to Texas. Some estimates are right now there's like 400 people a day moved to Texas. Welcome to the promised land. Can I have a better amen? You know what I'm saying? It is an awesome place. But man, you know, that brings a lot of stress. Moving, leaving your church, leaving your family, leaving your home, leaving. I mean, it's like, where do I go to the doctor? Where do I go to the grocery store? How do I find? I mean, you're looking. What about the relationships? How am I going to find my my kids? How are my kids going to have friends? How do I feel plugged in? How do I feel connected? As I said, this series is pertinent to us as a church too, because we have been in a season of transition. All of us are in transition. We just moved into our new facility here that we're very grateful for. But as a church family and me as a pastor, I got to tell you, it's really interesting navigating a season of transition. Our staff is in transition. We're still finishing the upstairs where our offices are located and they're supposed to be finished by the end of the month. And so we have some staff displaced and moving and we got stuff. And so we've all been just trying to move into the building, make sure all you guys get safely uh, connected and help you. And then we've been trying to get uh, all of this office moving and everything. And, And here's the deal with transition. We're not really that good at it because it presses things in us from an emotional level, good and bad. By the way, some of you are moving to some good transitions. Some of you are walking through some difficult transitions. You're walking through the loss of a job and it's not something you really wanted. You're walking through the death of a loved one. Last night after our Saturday night service, one of the widows in our church, I did her husband's funeral, married for many, many years. She came up to me, tears in her eyes, hugged me. She patted my hand. Don't you love that? Just she patted my hand. I'm, I'm trying to console her and she's consoling me. Come on, that's a power. And she's, she said, Pastor, I just needed that. Because when I've done life for so many years with this one person, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do it in this new arena. 
So sometimes it's painful. Here's the thing about transition. All those good emotions and all those fears and anxieties, they're all kind of bundled up together, whether it's a good transition or not. And so we're working through so many challenges. Here's a verse that can be an anchor for us all the way through it. I love this verse. I, the Lord, Malachi chapter 3. This is, we got to anchor ourselves to God, and then we're going to go to Genesis 12. But let's anchor ourselves, first of all, right out of the gate. I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. One thing you can count on is that the world and life will change, but one thing you can be assured of is that God never changes. He is a constant. He is a stable place for all of us. I, the Lord, do not change. Now, let's look at it again, because this is what uh, pastors do. We, we try to help you, and the Word of God helps us. And this is what we can do together as those who are following a God who does not change. We can look at His ways. We can look at His nature. We can look at what He has to say to us in seasons of transition. We're going to look at a big Bible character. We're going to look at the life of Abraham or Abram as we see here. And we're going to look at Genesis 12. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go. When you have a season of transition, God initiates, maybe by your choosing, or maybe he just initiates it. When he says, go, now the transition has begun. Sometimes it's exciting on the front of it. Sometimes it's very terrifying. Sometimes you're filled with all kinds of different emotions. But we see this process many times in the Bible where God would say, okay, everything's kind of settled for you right here. It seems like everything's flowing good. Now go. I'm about to change the scenario. I'm about to change the steps. Go, but look what makes transition challenging. It's not just that you're now moving into a new season. Here's another hard part for us. From your country, from your people, your father's household, from these relationships that you feel so comfortable with, from these people that you already know and that you already relate to and you feel safe with. God may be changing up your relational world a little bit to move you to a new season. That's very hard. Leaving behind your father's household, leaving behind family. And here's the other part of transition that's so challenging. God usually says, go. He says, I want you to leave some stuff. Leave some good stuff, leave some bad stuff, leave some things over here, leave something familiar. And here's the hard part for us, not that we have control issues, okay? Y'all do, I don't, okay? He says this, the audacity of God, to the land that I will show you. I'm not going to tell you all of it. I'm not going to map it all out. I'm not going to keep everything in a neat little tidy box for you so that you have no reason to trust me. So you have no reason to depend on me, though you would want that to do it all in yourself and for you to have it all put together. I'm going to start asking you to take steps and I'm going to show it to you as you walk it out. The book of Hebrews actually says that this giant of faith, Abraham. He, he completed these steps because he, he just kept walking toward a city whose architect and builder is God. He kept walking toward 
what God was calling him to, but he didn't understand the full unfolding of everything along the way. I will show you. Now look at what happens, and we're going to look at that throughout this series. I'll talk to you a little bit about it today. It says, I will make you. I will make you. See what happens in the transition process is he's making something into us. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those. I will bless those as you keep walking through this transition. Those who bless you, whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. I don't want to minimize this just to job transitions or family. This is, this is a covenant, the Abrahamic covenant that God makes with his people. And we're all a part of this covenant of a promise-keeping God through the person Jesus Christ. But it still is a pattern and a principle that we see played out over and over and over in the Bible. Transition is initiated. We have to leave some stuff behind. And then God always says, look, I'm going to show it to you, but in the process of me showing it to you, I'm going to do something in you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old. How many of you know you never outgrow transition? Actually, here's the hard part. As you get older, you become a lot of times, if you're not cooperating with God and staying pliable in your soul, you actually become more resistant to transition, but the older you get, the more transitions you have. So we, can, we actually have to get better at transition the longer we journey with God. 75 years old, when he sent out, set out from Haran, he took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now, I don't have time to show you the whole story, but some of you would be like, okay, that's awesome. He went where God was saying to go, and man, he arrived. That's what we really like is, we don't like the in-between. We, we, we like when God says, okay, go from here, and then we're looking at there, but we don't like the in-between here and there. But the arrival point in God here is not just his next geographical location. He arrives at the geographical location, but the promise of God is more than just the geography. The promise of God is that he's going to make him a father of many nations, and he has to have a promised child, and he's older, and he's got to believe God for that. And by the way, here's something encouraging. He made some mistakes along the way, too. He missed some things along the way. We sometimes get so locked up in transition because we're afraid. Man, what if I miss this and miss that? If you study the story of God, then God also is able to work even in some of those twists and turns along the way to fulfill his promise because he's a promise-keeping God. He keeps his promise. This is a pattern all the way through the Bible. All the way through the Bible, God's going to move you. He's going to transition you. We see it in Moses, transitioning God's people into freedom. We see Joshua, one of my favorite characters, lots of transition moments. We see it in the prophets. We see it with Jesus, by the way. Some of you that are new here, you're like, okay, you're talking about change and transition. And, and God will use seasons of transition, by the way, to open you up to where you really are with him and with God. He'll use the pressure of that sometimes. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jesus. Jesus went through a lot of transitions. He left a perfect place called heaven to come down and to transition into becoming one of us, to become a human, though he was fully God. 
He comes here and is born of a virgin and he becomes one of us and he lives what we live. He's lived through the pain of every transition and every fear you have and every situation. And so he comes and he's one of us. Why did he have to be one of us? Because to do for us what he wanted, what God the Father wanted to happen in Jesus's mission to save us and redeem us, he had to walk out our life in a different way than we could walk it out. He walked it out in perfection. He transitioned even from a a carpenter's son, a young boy. He then transitioned into his ministry when his cousin baptized him, made a big transition. He then builds these disciples for three and a half years. I thought about that big transition moment. Can you imagine walking with Jesus and Jesus goes, look, 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 guys, I gotta, I gotta leave. They, they don't get it. They don't want that transition. This is their teacher. This is their, fo- this is the guy they're following. This is their friend. He says, well, I got to go and better that I do because I'm going to leave you my Holy Spirit to comfort you. But he also began to talk to them about the mission he was on to go to a cross. And here's a major transition moment in human history when the perfect sinless Jesus became sin for you and I. He was perfect and he took on every sin you've ever committed, every sin you ever will commit, the sins of all humanity. He took that on. And then he did not allow the defeat of that. He did not stay dead. He did not stay under the weight of the curse of sin because he was raised from the dead and defeated sin and now sits at the right hand of the Father. Why do I tell you that? Don't lose sight when you're in transition of the big picture of what's available to you in Jesus that is a constant forever. It's a constant forever. Now you say, Jeff, This first week, if we look at this Bible understanding, God doesn't change, yet he initiates change in our lives. Jesus walked through all of this change to give us the most power. Like, what do we need to get started with? Because I need to process some of this. Some of you here, you're like, I'm in it. Help me process it a little bit. Well, I want to start with this question. What causes some people to struggle more than others. Why do some people transition well and others struggle? Why, why do some people, I know there's some personality types where, you know, you're more spontaneous, you like change. I know there's some ways we're wired. I realize that we are the sum total of so many things that happen in our lives. So a lot of times some of us struggle with transition because we've had hurt and pain in our lives that cause us to want to protect as we go forward to control our worlds. I realize there's a lot of that at work. So there's a lot in this package. But I'd like, we're going to talk about it for the next few weeks. But I'd like to start this first week by, again, laying a little bit of a foundation because I think a lot of it is found in our expectations. Okay? Our expectations, the, the, the mental picture that we have. I find so many people struggle in transition because it's like, it's not supposed to look like this. It's not supposed to be. This is not God. This is not how I drew it up. This is supposed to look like that. And so we struggle in those expectations. Expectations. Remember what I said. The good emotions, the bad emotions, all of it's worked in there. Expectations affect us in the emotional realm. I was at our Memorial Day party, graduation party, 
One of my nephews was graduating. We had a party at my house, and my mom is a phenomenal cook. She has a cooking blog. My mom can outcook your mom. That just is a fact. And so my mom, she, she met chocolate chip cookies, probably a good chocolate chip cookie is probably the greatest sign that God loves us. But close second is my mom's brownies. And if you add bluebell ice cream, welcome to Texas, all of you in transition. That is the full power of God. Okay. My mom had some of these brownies that she made, okay? And so I'm there at our island. I grab one of the brownies. I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? You can say that to your mom. Don't say it to your wife, okay? I'm saying, Mom, what's up? My mom said, well, I made them gluten-free for the girls. I guess, yeah. (laughs) And taste-free, too. I mean, I I had my expectations set, My mouth was watering. I know what the experience is supposed to be like. I've experienced it before, and it just messed me up. Though that's humorous, it brings you into, doesn't it? It just kind of makes you think about life. How a lot of times life doesn't meet the exact expectation of the way we have it mentally drawn up. But what's God up to? Okay? What's God up to? What can you expect if you're in transition? Say, how, how do I approach this healthily? How, how, coach me through it. If you and I were sitting over coffee, it's like, okay, how am I going to engage with this? What do I need to know? Number one, here's something you can absolutely expect in transition. Number one, you can expect God to go before you. He, he's already ahead of you, Okay. And I'm going to tell you, we get in the middle of a transition, and man, we lose sight. We get so caught up in all the circumstances and the events of the transition, and we get caught up in the emotion of it, and we're such fixers, and we're such such people who are like, man, I'm going to grab control of this. I'm going to make this work. We lose sight of our starting place needs to be, okay, God, you are already ahead of me. And I know sometimes this is just good. This could just help you leave church with some encouragement and a greater spiritual connection to God. Just hear me say this. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Have you ever read about all these knuckleheads in this book? I'm going to tell you, they made mistakes. They messed up. They moved up. But look, God's writing your story. God has a plan. You can't see the full picture. You can't see everything he's up to. So understand this. If he initiates a transition, here's something you can really be encouraged by. Expect him to meet you there. He's going to meet you there in that moment. This is why we love photo albums, by the way. We love photo albums because we look at the memories. And, you know, I know I find myself looking in there going, brother, you thought you were cool. Look how you were dressed. I mean, you knew you had a problem. Brother had a mullet. Some of y'all new ones. That's, that's a confession in church. I had it'd be a skullet today, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I mean, what was wrong with me? So you look at all the weird stuff you dress like and where you're at. But here's another thing I do. I start looking back. I think about those moments. That's why you you guys love those Facebook five years ago. My wife will show me that on her five years ago. I, I think back on seasons of our life. I, I think about when I was. 25 years old, and I took over a church in Abilene, Texas, a few hundred people. 
They had merged four congregations into the church, then there was moral failure in the pastor. I'll never forget that transition. Man, I'm a young guy. This church has a lot of challenges. Those people are looking at me going, you're going to cheat us too? And get, get this, on top of that, we have our first two children 13 months apart in the middle of that season. Now, when everybody looks at the photo album, they're like, look at those cute little kids. I'm thinking, how did we make it? You ever have a season in your life where you look back and go, how did we get through that? Here's how you got through it. My grace is sufficient for you in those moments. That's how you get through it. I'm already ahead of you. I'm already there. In the same way you can look back and see how God was faithful in these seasons, he's going to be faithful in this season as well. There's going to be some things that are different. There's going to be some things that you would never want to lose or give up that you can't even see yet that he has waiting for you in that moment. So everybody just take a deep breath. Come on, I mean it. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine because God's going to meet you there. Here's a verse that I love that I think about a lot. Uh, It says this in Proverbs, the mind of man plans his way. I'm a planner, so I'm a a dreamer. So a mind of man plans his way, but here's something we always have to stay connected to. But the Lord's directing our steps. He's already out ahead of us directing our steps, so cooperate with him. Here's number two, very important, and that is, I've hit on it just a little bit, but expect your emotions to mess with you, okay? Just go ahead and expect it. You're going to have some emotions. You're going to have some regret. You're going to have some remorse. You're going to have some fear. You're going to have some anxiety. You're going to have some things that you want to try to figure out. So look, why do we need to know that? We need to know that because we need to make sure that we go into that season determined, not in our own strength, but in his strength, to let the word of God and let he himself who's ahead of us help us in our emotional challenges. We got to rule over those emotions instead of letting them rule over us. So you can actually deal with it if you're aware. Okay, look, I'm I'm a little emotional about this. And here's the, the thing, again, emotions, because it's all convoluted and coming together. Can I give you one other thought here for a second? Stay, stay anchored to the right thing. Stay anchored to good voices. Stay anchored. Take steps spiritually um, along the way. But one practical thing I would say, years of working with people, um, I see this happen so much in our culture today. You're in a season of major transition. Don't speed up with a bunch of other decisions. I, I've never understood this. I'm an outdoorsman, so I've, I'm amazed by this. When you study animals, I'm talking about non-predatory animals, animals that need protection, and, and you may not know this, but the Bible refers to us as sheep. He's the Lion of Judah, we're sheep. Animals, they, they tend to, when they don't know exactly what's going on, they tend to, to just kind of pause and look. I'm not talking about when they're fleeing from danger. I just made this observation. I didn't get this out of a book. I'm not even saying it's all that spiritual. It's practical. I'm just trying to illustrate to you what I'm saying. I've never understood what it is about human nature that when we're in a season where we don't understand exactly what's going on and there's lots of transition and pressure, we speed up. Never make major life transitions decisions in the middle of other major transition times. Never evaluate your life in that lens because why? There's so much emotion around it. 
moving into this new building the last several months. I've, I've, I've pared back my life to help us move into this transition. I've, I've chosen to not move into other things. Why? Because I know myself. Pressure and challenge and transition, you can add this and move that. And guess what? That's how you end up really cratering. I was counseling a guy this week. He's in a major life transition. And during the middle of that, he decided to add on to his house. That's a way to end up in marriage counseling. Anybody ever remodeled their house? I mean, and you stayed married. That's the grace of God. You're picking out paints, you're doing all this stuff. It's like, what is it about us that I'm gonna, in the middle of a major relocation, well, I'm gonna add a degree, I'm having a kid, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna add that, I'm gonna add all of this, and then we wonder why we have depression and anxiety at work in us. Scale back, take a deep breath, know your emotions are gonna mess with you, Find good anchors, good voices, and don't let it rule over your life. Here's number three. Expect the process to develop you. Notice what God says to Abram. He said, look, you're going to go on this journey, and I will make you. I will bless you. I will, I will do this. So, so in our lives, again, we're so event-oriented, we lose sight of what God's up to. If you're in a transition, and I suspect a lot of you listening to me are, one, God spoke to me about speaking on this, but already this weekend I've heard so much response. You're in a transition. Times in your life are changing. Something's new going on. When you understand, again, what's God really up to, it's not just that he's moving you to the new job. It's not that he just moved you from this setting. It's not that he just made you an empty nester or moved your kid or this graduation. Or, it's not all of that. It's that he wants to develop something in you. And what's going to happen as you start moving through that is there's going to come a new dimension of understanding who he is. There's a side to his character. There's a dependency that you're going to have. There's some awareness about yourself that you're about to learn in this transition. Sometimes transitions are created because of repetitive behaviors that we're blind to. And then all of a sudden in this change, we learn some things about ourselves. We, we open ourselves up and go, oh, wow, God, I didn't see that. Oh, you're changing this in me. Did you know what? In that new season, there's gifts that you don't know that, that are available there. There's gifts, there's things in you that the transition is going to develop and press out of you, that he's molding in you, that he's forging in you. You would have never chose it. You never would have chose that kind of change of season and transition. But man, in the middle of it, he's going to do something and you're going to look back. And you're going to say, you know what? Despite its hardships, I see some things now, some gold, some revelation, some things about God. Some, some trust that I have now, some peace that I have now that's on the backside of that transition. So I would say this, we're going to talk about this more, what he's developing in us, what he does in us, but I would encourage you as I always encourage everyone, look, just keep taking steps with him. My nephew, I have several nephews, but my nephew, one of my nephews, he transitioned this time last year from high school to college very uniquely wired, phenomenal young man, and uh, very uniquely wired. He liked science. I mean, he would want as a present, a present for Christmas, he'd want like a, a chemistry set or a science experiment set. He was just, just real, 
analytically and intellectually wired, very good in school. And as he began to progress along, he, he sensed that God was calling him to be a medical doctor. And so he, he shared that with me, his family, his pastors and others. And he began to sense that's where God was leading him. And so for his high school graduation a year ago, um, along with some money, which is what they really want, if y'all are wondering, amen, come on. Um, I gave him a money clip, and on the money clip was the medical symbol. I said, I want to give you this because you've started a transition to walk toward what you sense God is calling you to. But the challenge is going to be when you get in the middle of that transition to give up on what you see so clearly right now. And so I want to just give you this. So when a young man pulling out his money, which he does a lot, he can see that symbol. He went in. God provided. God provided educationally, financially. He entered into his pre-med classes and we spent a little time at semester. He said, Uncle Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I, he made it. He did actually really well. But he's used to, again, being at this standard, and so it was a little bit more challenging. And if anybody knows anything about freshman year, pre-med, biology, and chemistry, the professor has one goal, weed out a bunch of them. And so he was in that pressure, and he started even kind of talking, well, maybe my personality, maybe I'm called to be a PA, maybe I'm this. And so he spent some time with me. By the way, if you want to give up on God's vision for you, I'm the wrong guy to hang out with. I said, let me tell you, what did God say? Let's go back to God's original vision and God's original promise. And so just been, again, encourage him. He did great this semester. And just a few weeks ago, I invited some of the doctors in our church, three doctors in our church. And this is what I love about our church family is we're dis development, discipleship, build people, help people become who they're called to be. That's in the seed and foundation of who we are here at Milestone Church. You want to surround yourself with those people. And so I reached out and they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to spend time with him. So he spent time with these three doctors and then he and I debriefed about it. And, and he said, it's just amazing how I'm going back into my world with a different perspective after spending some time with people who have already conquered so many of those different difficult transitions. And he's back on track with that original vision. Sounds real practical when you listen to my nephew Luke, his story, or we look back on somebody else in their transition. It's a whole lot more challenging when we're the one living in the weed out classes. When you're the one living there. So my encouragement to you would be, he's doing something in you. He started it. He'll finish it. Just cooperate with what God has for you, okay? Let's bow our heads. Yeah, he's an awesome God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you heard me tell that, that he transitioned under the place of taking our sin, taking our pain. The Bible says of him in Hebrews that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. A season of transition may have produced in you the need where you're saying, I, I recognize I need in my life Jesus. I can't do all of this by myself. Well, he wants to come in and have a relationship with you. You can just simply say, Jesus, here I am, just like I am with my mistakes, with my fears, with my anxieties. I come to you just like I am. And I surrender myself to you. I believe you died for me, rose from the dead, come into my life and become my Jesus, my Lord, my Savior. 
If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to let us know. Maybe come forward at the end at ministry time. Fill out that communication card. Maybe join me here at 101 here in just a few moments. We want to help you not just if you prayed and you meant it, Jesus comes in to save you, but we want to help you take steps and grow in your relationship with him. But I want to pray for a second group as well. I've been thinking about this series and I've had you on my heart. You say, Pastor, you've been talking directly to me. Actually, God's been talking to me. I'm in a season of transition. Would you just pray for me? Would you just lift your hand up just as just saying, here, God, here I am. He sees you. Just an extension of faith. Hands up around the room. God, I'm asking you by the power of your spirit. I don't believe when we pray these prayers, we're just saying words. I believe something in the spiritual realm. I believe that by your spirit, you can see every single one of these individuals. You know their unique things they're going through. You know their unique situation. You know some things they can't figure out that they're a little bit discouraged by. But you see it all. And you see their steps and you've planned them and you're ahead of them and you'll meet them there. Let them leave today with the confidence that your grace is sufficient to meet them. Father, we thank you that you love us and you, you, even, you even see some of the things that we get anxious about. You love our children that are getting married away, going to college. You love all of these things that we get so concerned about. You are a good God. And we trust you today at a different level. Lord, bring peace into the hearts and the souls and the minds of your people today. We don't want to be lost in transition. We want to cooperate with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 